Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood, tips and tricks, products we love, and brands that we can't live without. Let's get into it. Georgia, we're back! Yes, we are! <laughs> Series 4 of the podcast. Woohoo! I mean, how has that happened? I've got no idea, but a lot of shit has gone down <laughs> since we last sat down and chatted. I know, two babies we've had since then. I, not, I mean, <laughs> how many babies have you had since we last spoke? Well, we've both, no, we've had one since each. Since the beginning. Since the beginning. Since the beginning. Yes, I know. And how How is Gigi? How are you getting on? She's all good, actually. She's like my little dream boat. I'm just going to tell everybody listening that this is the dream... I hate saying that but she's the dream child she comes to all of our meetings and she's literally like just sits there and just hangs out I've never heard her cry she just eats biscuits she- and- <laughs> <laughs> she's like Auntie Zozo yeah I, do you know what I think it's this is so I don't know even why I'm saying this oh brilliant I, I love it when Georgia starts like with this I feel like it's luring me into having a third are you fucking joking yeah, no, like, this is so weird because she's so what? cool and chill and everything. I'm now not like, no way, I wouldn't have a third. I'm now like, oh, I understand why people have three. I am I get literally it. Isn't that weird? stunned. Yeah. Are you going to have another baby? Well, no, I'm not going to have another baby, but remember she how I was? Is. You no. are. Isn't she, <laughs> I'm Charlotte? Not. Yeah, she's not. But you know how before, when, mm. when it was just Axel, I'd be like, no, I'm not having any more. That's mm. it. No way, I'm not having another one. I don't feel like that now. Isn't that oh, weird? Then you know you actually have to have sex with James yes, to have another baby. So obviously it's not going to happen. So that's, that's fine. <laughs> We'd be pleased to hear that I'm not having another You're not baby. Having anymore. That we're not. We're not. We're in a really lovely place, actually. We've had a really great two months. December and January were um, lovely. We went away to Kenya. We had a great family holiday. We saw my mum. It was nice to go home. I felt really connected to my dad there. It was just like a lovely to kind of drop off the edge of the world and have some family time. Yeah. So that was really lovely. And now we're back. Full swing. New year. New start. New series of the podcast. It's Yay! exciting. And we've got a really exciting guest today. <laughs> and we're going to be talking about something interesting that we haven't really discussed before. Well, hopefully it'll be interesting. That yeah. is the name it of the game on the podcast. It will be interesting. And also, it's really, it's really interesting because we've got a bloke on. We're having a dad we are kicking off a series with um a a very well-known father who's got a very brilliant online presence he's very outspoken he's bringing up all girls in his house (laughs) (laughs) you know who it is (laughs) (laughs) we're going to be talking to simon hooper aka father of daughters let's get on with it so it is the start of series four and the man sitting opposite us today doesn't know or didn't know up until that point that we were going to be starting series four with him 
but we are really honoured to have him in the studio today for a chat. We've been trying to pin him down for for about a year now. Um, he is father to four beautiful girls, massively outnumbered at home, <laughs> <laughs> published author, uh, forever outnumbered. Yeah, that's the one. Dad life. Yep. <laughs> um, obviously father of daughters on Instagram it's Simon Hooper hi there thank Hello. you very much for having me on <laughs> and you're in a studio full of women I know I mean this is a really kind of normal situation for me anyway so you feel quite comfortable in this space I do I do I'm heavily outnumbered by vaginas but that's okay that's that happens <laughs> that's it's, I mean yes let's talk about the fact that you are surrounded by women all the time mm-hmm. I mean obviously when you started having your children it wasn't a case of Right. No, we're we just going to go for girls. Yeah, or? no, we didn't pick it like that, unfortunately. And in fact, when we started our journey, we hadn't actually planned on having children at that point at all, anyway. So the first one was a surprise. Next one was planned, and then the twins were kind of a planned and surprised at the same time, if that even works. So yeah, it's it's been a bumpy, uh, bumpy old journey into parenthood. What? So let's go for let's go for one more. I'm pregnant with twins. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, the, and the amount of people that have had the same experience as us yeah. is phenomenal. Uh, yeah. Just just one more and then it's either twins or triplets or something like that i mean how do people deal with triplets i don't have any idea but yeah we've muddled it through with twins so you are obviously um fa- i mean i say fairly influential massively influential online father of daughters is your kind of blog and your instagram and stuff and mm-hmm. it's built up to be quite a big deal so how yeah. did that kind of journey start um well i think it just basically started because i saw that mums were embracing social media and creating a community for themselves and being able to talk about things openly and honestly and dispel all the myths that were around parenting and dad's don't talk about stuff because yeah. apparently we're all emotionally repre- repressed and, and <laughs> the only time we ever woken up, uh, wake up and actually talk to each other is when we're drunk in a pub and it comes out with loads of tears so I thought <laughs> maybe I can start something that would engage dads to talk about you know how they feel about parenting and their experiences and maybe not you know p- bury their head in the sand when it comes to issues and problems and so that was the original plan and what's actually happened is I have uh, close to a million followers and 91% of them is female <laughs> so, really? yeah <laughs> yeah so Although, I mean, you still think about it, 10% of a million is still 100,000. So there's still a lot of men out there um, engaging in the conversation. But um, yeah, I had planned this kind of balanced utopia of where men and women can all talk about the same thing together. Hasn't quite worked out like that, but never mind. So we're really interested and we talk about this a lot. Um, So Zoe and I have got Luna and Axel. So he's got Luna, I've got Axel, and they're very similar ages, only a few weeks apart. And we often talk about the difference between raising boys and girls. Mm. And I guess, you know, there's slight differences between them. Mm. Um, but at this age, you know, they're only three and a half. There's not too much difference. They love Simon yeah, Sam. They, they both love, like dressing up. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, the odd little thing here and there that we're like, oh, yeah, no, Axel doesn't do that, or, you know, Luna does. Yeah. But as a dad to four girls, mm. you must, you know, see the differences. Um, I guess so. I mean, I compare it to my own childhood because obviously I don't raise boys. I haven't <laughs> had the experience of being peed in the face by, <laughs> by you know, that, that story that every dad has. But when the nappy come, comes exactly. off. I haven't yeah. had that story. But I mean, I guess I don't know any difference. So I don't know the comparison. Um, I would say that actually each child is an individual. So irrespective of what sex or gender they are, you're always going to have a slightly different experience because they're all going to be slightly different. Um, and in fact... Delilah um, wanted to be a boy for about a year 
Like she was just call me a he. And I was like, okay, fine, do what you want. I mean, How old she, was she when she two and a half? I mean, I mean, it's early doors to be able to to be yeah. uh, kind of talking about that kind of stuff. But she that was fine. Whatever you want, it doesn't matter. And she wanted to only dress in boy clothes, and so that I've got that kind of tomboy in the mm. family as well. But um, yeah, I mean, girls just in in general. They're a lot louder than I ever imagined. <laughs> and they are just as messy as boys, I think, if not more. Um, but, I mean, I'm starting to learn all of these things because my eldest is 12, going on 15 at the moment, and involved in trying to distance herself from me because I'm an embarrassment and you know, just being embedded in social media and to look at TikTok and all this kind of stuff. So I'm still learning what it's going to be like to have a teenage daughter, which scares the hell out of me, to be honest. Yeah, that was going to be my next question because obviously she's been... She's your eldest mm. she's your little girl really always yeah. the firstborn and then suddenly yep. now she's trying to take herself away and distance herself mm. from you and how, how does that feel and what is happening to your relationship as that happens yeah well i mean anyone wants independence don't they they want to be known as the, their own person uh, and this is where this age they're starting to assert themselves and become that more independent person mm. so that's great and i'm very pl- proud of her to be able to you know discover who she is that's great she's trying lots of things i just wish i didn't have to fund all of the try, try, <laughs> trying all these things to discover who she is whether it be like karate or drumming or whatever it might be i've got so many of these um uniforms or um things that she's had to buy to be able to do certain activities that yeah. are now just in a cupboard somewhere they've been worn once i was like oh just stick with something please but <laughs> she, now it's tiktok this seems to be the passion at the moment just staring at her phone and ignoring everything else that's happening around her in the real world so. do they do, does she well do any of the girls come to you and talk to you about what's going on in their lives real deep yes. issues like yeah, do you, yeah, do you yeah. and your wife have a kind of shared I make relationship sure that when we it comes actually, to emotional stuff well actually I probably have a closer relationship with my girls than Clemmy does maybe it's because I'm a soft touch probably <laughs> like if they want something they know that they can come to me and twist my arm and I'll say no 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 okay go on then one more time yeah that's fine so the, we do have the ability to talk a lot more and in reality because I work from home I actually see the, co- the, the kids a lot more as well so I take them to and from school and yeah. I, I'm putting them to bed when Clemmy's doing a late shift at the hospital or something like that so it i actually see more of them mm. and i've always had that um desire to make sure that the, the kids know that they can always talk to me about whatever it might be um because i don't want to be that that dad that's that, don't talk to me about the hard issues or the you know periods or whatever it might be i want them to feel comfortable to be able to talk to me about anything so mm. and i'm lucky that they do at the moment and has that happened naturally as your eldest has got older mm. like you know feeling comfortable with talking about periods like I know f- that my dad wouldn't have been um, comfortable talking about periods with me yeah. and probably still wouldn't maybe to some degree <laughs> yeah. oh I've got terrible yeah. PMT dad. I, 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 I think yeah, that's a generational thing though yeah. isn't it yeah. and I think I've got I, the thing is dads and parents in general need to be more equipped to be able to actually talk to their kids you need to know the answers or at least be prepared to go and find the answers to their questions because otherwise it's just like no, no no go and ask your mother mm. which is like the old school way of doing things and I'd much rather be the one that can actually help them talk about stuff so a good example is um, Anya um, was helping me the other day because I was trying to make sense of all the genders and sexualities out there I'll be honest I don't know them all right pansexual um, we've also got like transgender gay bi and everything else that goes with it but there's a whole host of influxings that have happened and my 12 year old knows everything about this she's so much more knowledgeable me than me and 
we were able to have a decent conversation and she educated me about it and i just thought wow you're such a mature little person i'm so proud of you that's so I mean, cool isn't it yeah, yeah. how amazing because i feel like you can go through your life as a parent like you said you can have the blinkers on mm. you can only take in the stuff that makes you feel comfortable mm. i've got i've got my boundaries and what i can and can't yeah. can't discuss with my kids yeah. I, I was brought up in a very liberal household where my mum and dad took equal share of you know looking after us and they both worked from home so they were in and out you know very lucky but my dad had to sit because I've got a sister and obviously my mum had to sit around a table and we talked about everything sex blowjobs periods you know whatever we were talking about my dad had to sit there and go great (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure I can talk to you about blowjobs but anything else you want to discuss like he had to hear it all and he was okay with that and I'm so proud of him he was such a brilliant father I'm so lucky to have had him for so many years um and actually, Dozer and I, my husband and I, have have those conversations that he's like, oh, well, the girls aren't going to go out on a date and I don't want to know about their boyfriends and I don't want them having sex. And I'm like, we have to be the parents that accept it all. Yeah, You know, exactly. we set the boundaries, yes, but exactly. otherwise we're not going to talk. Yeah, but I think my other role is also to set the bar so high um, for any kind of future boyfriends that they never quite match up. <laughs> so that's the real plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, you've seen through me quite quickly. <laughs> but, yeah. I will always be in love with Dad. Therefore, yeah. you will never come close to him. Exactly, yes, that's fine. That's the clever way. Kill them with <laughs> kindness. Exactly. Exactly. Damn it. I've obviously given away. <laughs> and your money, if you're listening, that's not true. That's, none of this is the, the grand scheme, the, the grand plan. Don't worry about it. And and did you always have that in your head that that's the kind of father that you wanted to be? Yeah, because I think I had that father in my life as well. Someone who was always there and able to talk to me and kind of be a role model. And in fact, parents that were role models rather than just one or one or the other. But. Um, I think from the moment when I told my dad, I knew I've always had the support from him um, when we found out that we were having a, our first one. And I was scared shitless, to be honest with you. I mean, we were 23 and 22 and I just finished university and this wasn't in the plan at yeah. all. Mm. Um, and I put it off and off until Clemmie was like 12 weeks. And I just thought she's definitely going to start showing soon and we need to say something. So we went over for Sunday roast and uh, I remember kind of driving there and saying to Clemmie, okay I'm gonna have to tell my dad uh, and and mum because this is eating me up inside and they said um, Clemmie said okay fine and we got through the main course got through dessert and then before I knew it we were getting in back in the car and I hadn't said anything (laughs) I was like damn it right I'm chicken out again so we went back home and then I I just dropped Clemmie off and I said I've got to go back I've got to go back so I made up an excuse about needing some sports kit and then I finally got around to sitting my parents down and I said Clemmie and I are having a baby mm. and my dad kind of stood up and I thought oh shit you're going to punch me <laughs> but he, his arms slow just like slow motion coming towards me but it was for a handshake and a hug and mm. then the world just seemed to be like a much more positive place and I felt so much more supported and I just thought that's the kind of dad that I want to be. Mm. Oh my god! Almost well up. Oh, <laughs> That's no. pathetic. No, it's, <laughs> it's not. not it's it's lovely because yeah. those are real poignant moments in your yeah. life that you remember. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And just going back to you saying that you you hadn't told them, and she was almost twelve weeks. Had Clemmie told her parents? Um, I think she told. Yeah, she told her mum by that point. Yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know if it was. I don't think they were particularly pleased. I don't know if I'm right in saying that or not. But um, yeah, I think everyone was just a bit surprised. <laughs> we'd lived together for about six weeks at that point, so yeah, we'd oh, rushed wow. into things. Yeah. yeah, but you know, when it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Yeah, exactly. What well, is the right time to have a baby? There is no there, right. There, there is, is no absolutely right time. No right time. No. Do you feel um, any pressure um, about bringing up your girls about getting it right? Do you think about does that does that weigh on your mind? Do you? Yeah, but I mean that's only pressure that's exerted on myself by me. Mm. Um, I 
don't want everyone wants to minimize the amount of mistakes they make don't they i think it's only human nature but parenthood is a journey of mistakes right we just make stuff up as we go along and as long as you're learning from those mistakes and you don't repeat them loads and loads and loads to the detriment of your children's health and mental well-being mm. then i think that's fine um so i'm um, it, it's it's a it's a bumpy journey no mm. one has ever had a straight down the motorway journey of parenthood and just well this is easy it's yeah. not there's always yeah. twists and turns and do you have any rules like in your house like as in I don't know not talking about diets or not talking about too much about the way you look or yeah. anything like that because yeah. that's something I've in- yeah. increasingly increasingly yeah. especially well I don't know with if, with boys if they have the same comparison but with girls definitely they're bombarded with images in the media all the time and even talking about tiktok like we were earlier there's this you know it's girls who are 15 16 who are then dressing up to be like women um and wearing quite revealing clothes and all this kind of stuff and it's this a comparison that they have in their hand all the time and it worries me slightly to be honest with you Mm. which is one of the reasons why when i do what i do on social media it's about realness rather than fakeness i don't put loads of makeup on and i don't dress up i mean that would raise a whole lot whole lot of other questions to be honest with you but um yeah i do worry about those comparisons that they have but we try and minimize the amount of um kind of conversation we have around that and i think the girls are also they're they're intelligent young women they know what's real and what's fake and i think we've got to give our children more credit as well we all think we're doing a great job of like trying to protect them they're not stupid they know mm. how the world works they probably more than we did when we were their age and they they're a lot more attuned to how social media works and how television works and how podcasts and radio and you know all the entertainment industry works um so they i think that we do them a slight disservice as well because they're, they're more tuned in than, than we are i feel really passionately about changing my language around how i speak to luna and mm. i think for a long time i sort of was saying all of those like classic lines like oh don't you look pretty and yeah. and then it was like why am i I have to be so careful about yeah. that. And I really don't want her to feel, you know, that that's what should come out of my mouth first. Yeah. So now it's all about bright and funny and smart and clever and interesting. And I just yeah. really am like, yeah. so, it, you know, I do tell her that she's beautiful because she is in my eyes. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I'm so much more aware of that now with yeah, her. I am. Whereas with Kit, I'm a bit like, well, just get on with it, mate. Do you know what I mean? You've got a dodgy <laughs> haircut, but that's fine. It's a weird, it's a weird one. I do feel no, differently about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do as do well. You? Like, yeah, with yeah. Axel... It's weird because obviously Axel was my first, so it's always been like, you know, oh, you're so fast and you're so funny and da 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 da. And now with Gigi, I'm suddenly like, I'll just continue like Mm. the same, like what I was saying before. Because I, because she's a different character already. She's a lot quieter and she's very sweet, but I'm like, I don't want to just pigeonhole her yeah. that no. she's because she's like this at seven months yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's seven months <laughs> yeah. your life is predetermined from yeah. this point yeah that's what I mean and, I, and that looking at it I see how that can happen yeah. because yeah. you think oh you know she's like a little princess at the yeah. moment and we'll just stay like that well, I think this is the, the, going yeah. back to that point about helping children explore who they are and like giving them options and opportunities to try different things out so that we don't force our own opinions onto them and they can then figure it out for themselves which is once again why Anya and my if I was supported them to do whatever they want to do as they grow up and if they want to play sports that's great if they want to be in the chess club that's great if they want to be in the school play that's great whatever you want to do I'll, I'll support it as long as you're passionate about it and I don't want to project anything that I might want them to achieve mm. onto them because that's just undue pressure isn't it so 
And, and what about the moment that you know the eldest turns up with a with a boyfriend for the first time? That's How not are you happening. Do we not that? have this conversation? <laughs> Can we not just have this conversation? Nobody's about where... going to be good enough. No. <laughs> let's speak the truth, Simon. Let's yes, come on. Let's cut the crap. Well, I'm actually less concerned about her. Um, it's my nine-year-old. I'm more concerned about. She is without intentionally being so really flirty. Uh, and yeah. we we I don't know how she she's very confident in herself um and whereas my eldest is um slightly more reserved uh Marnie is very much more outgoing and yeah. she she's got the ability to hold that conversation with you and hold your gaze and she she doesn't even realize it but sometimes she's just flirty with people and that's the one that I worry about the most the other one is probably going to scare men off for a long time or women whatever yeah, yeah, whatever yeah, the situation yeah, yeah. she's going to scare them off but the the middle one is the one that I worry about right so yeah who knows who knows for her that's the one you've got to keep your eye on exactly and so how are you going to play it are you going to be friends with the boyfriend or girlfriend, girlfriend yeah. or are you going to be well of course I'm going to background stern. research the person to death <laughs> as soon as private I find, investigator yeah, well, as soon as well no 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 social media allows okay, me to do a yeah, lot more yeah. these days so that's fine. Uh, I, all I need is a date of birth and a, uh, <laughs> a and a name, and I can find out a lot of information about that person. So that's fine. Um, in all seriousness, I think I have to be cool with it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I can't have an opinion like too strongly that's going to inf- influence their relationship unless the guy is a murderer. <laughs> like, <laughs> in which case, you know, he's not going to be going out with my girlfriend, my girlfriend, my daughter. Sorry, but um, yeah, I, I think I kind of have to be a bit more kind of standoffish mm. and just be the cool dad and like not too much pressure. Oh, I hate talking about this stuff. It seems like a million miles away, but I know it's not. And yeah. I was thinking about this on the way here. I'm 37. I've got a daughter who's going to be 13. I've got three other girls fast behind her. Mm. Where has the last, like, 12, 13 years gone? And why am I now in a situation where I'm talking about my daughter's boyfriends? Like, no, no. This this hasn't happened. (laughs) Do you know what, though? I thought growing up, my my dad's really protective of me. I've always been, like, his little princess, and I thought he would be awful. He even calls me twin still now. Like, that's the way it is. But when it came to boyfriends and stuff, he was so cool. Yeah. Like, Mm. I thought he'd be... do though that so what no, can i learn sort of was nice not too nice right not too interested didn't ask many questions okay. you know sort of like always around I'll be, always around yeah. i'll be nice while you're nice you mean standoffish and slightly judging because <laughs> i can do that yeah yeah but then yeah i mean i didn't realize it until i look back i'm like oh yeah you were you actually played the right level of cool. oh that's good okay that's yeah. a nice lesson to learn but I, had he have been like no you're not you know you can't see him or i would have Done right, it anyway, and you can't. A lot worse. You exactly, you'd be on the back of his motorbike, off on to the distance. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's all about, like we spoke about, you, you, you've got to allow them to be their own person and live their own life. And as long yeah. as they know the boundaries, I'd rather them be doing it at home, even though it's going to kill my husband, than yeah. doing it somewhere where I, where I don't have any control over it yeah. and I can't check that they're okay. I want them to be there, and I want them to know that it's a safe space. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we probably, well, it sounds like we probably all had that growing up yeah. as well, right? So you learn from the people who are around you. Mm. And I had that kind of safe space to find myself, experiment. I mean, steal alcohol from my parents' cupboards yes. and yes. I get drunk in that Fill house. up the yeah. vodka with water. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. And then put it in a, uh, a rolled up sleeping bag to the house party. <laughs> Did you, you remember that one? No? But isn't it weird? Yes. Shove <laughs> it down the middle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's so weird that you thought your parents didn't know what you were oh doing. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, how stupid is that? I, I used know. to smoke out of my bedroom window yeah. onto the flat roof, right? <laughs> just open the window and just go. 
And it's like, I lived in a really old house. Like, the smoke just travelled yeah. everywhere. And my dad used to open the door and be like, you okay? I'm like, yeah, fine, thanks. Of course, it's stank of bags. And also, perfume. Oh, that would cover Cigarette, it up. Cigarette smoke oh, really smells. Really it's smells. It's not something that's just going to vanish out of a window. No. Yeah, we've had similar, similar exploits as when we were growing up as well. And just constantly hiding cigarettes around or yeah. like the empty bottles of vodka from every weekend from the age of 15 <laughs> that were stored in my friend's cupboard. I remember his mum came up to his bedroom, this is my friend Nick, and he had stored every bottle of Grant's vodka for two and a half years for every weekend we'd been out we started fairly young we were out at 15 I reckon something like that in Bristol but Good. it was the west country you yeah. could get away with it yeah. and inside this uh, inside this cupboard were 64 bottles of Grant's vodka <laughs> empty uh, stored at the bottom of this wardrobe and he, she thought he had an alcohol problem because she hadn't put two and two together that it was our drinking place before we went out so she was like I think you've got a real problem Nick you need to get to rehab 64 bottles like, yeah you're, you're only 16 you're drinking <laughs> but no okay <laughs> <laughs> suddenly the cogs were turning yeah oh that's brilliant um i think it's lovely that we can kind of get nostalgic on these things because as our kids our kids are still relatively young but as you said yours 12 coming on 13 yeah. you're gonna have to deal and handle all of this yeah and you know we've all got our experiences that we're going to pull on from as well to make sure and i don't think although the world has changed growing up hasn't changed that much mm-hmm. right they're still going to go through that awkward phase of not really being comfortable with themselves but wanting to try and fit in with the people that are around them and doing things that they may be not sure about but they want to give it a go and that's fine but we've all been through that surely so we've got some experience to pull on uh, and it's just how you play it as an as a parent now Mm. Um, so you're on the other side am I going to be the person who comes down really hard and potentially scars them and pushes them into doing things that they really shouldn't do or am I going to be a bit more cool and relaxed I want to be the second one yeah Yeah, me too I, I think I might be a little bit the first one as well but I haven't got to that stage yet so I'll figure it out a little bit of first one's okay though just a tiny bit yeah so you can yeah. scare the shit out of them once <laughs> <laughs> I had a friend that died that did that <laughs> oh, okay <Yeah>. dad <laughs> exactly. quality sleep is essential that's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. <laughs> no, obviously we, t- we we spoke about the fact that you've got you, you know you've got a, a lot of followers on your Instagram and stuff, and you've got a really powerful voice on there. But the mm. fact that you've got ninety one percent women, so what is it about a man's perspective on parenting that women want to hear? That's a good question. Um, I don't know. There's a, there's a couple of elements to that. So I'll, I'll, one is that I've turned into an agony aunt for a lot of 
women <laughs> who are annoyed with their husbands who don't pull their weight. <laughs> so so I get, what sort of questions? It's like, how do I get him to be more involved um, at home? Like, or how do I get him to, um, you know, actually help around the house? Or how do I get him to have a greater bond with our daughter? Some of them are like really serious things. Some of them are um, a bit more kind of tongue in cheek. Like, well, how can I get him to do the ironing? Exactly. How yeah, can I get or, him to give me an orgasm? Yeah, well, I haven't. <laughs> I <laughs> no, mean, for me, I'll always talk about sex if you want. That's, so, fi- I mean, that's <laughs> fine. I don't think it's for me to answer over a DM how to give you an orgasm. <laughs> and also, can you imagine my wife reading that message? <laughs> No, no way fair enough so it's more like how can I get him to do the ironing yeah, yeah. it's more, yeah. more of those right yeah. and, and anyone listening to this please don't DM me that question now because that that's just going to be really awkward so people come to you for advice on that yeah which is fine and I'm happy fair. to like I'm actually really prolific on replying to DMs I get a lot of them and I try to reply to as many as I possibly can especially the ones where I can actually shed real light on things so like vasectomies for example um I think that's a lot of uh, there was quite a lot of interest about that one because men I don't know if they're scared but it is it's a mental hurdle to be able to make a decision that you're not going to have children anymore but Mm. women make that decision every time they have a pill or a coil or anything like that so it's it's um, a man's responsibility at a certain point to step up and actually be involved in family planning rather than just saying you you take the pill it's okay um, so when I went through that process and talked about it, it was actually a lot of women that were there and in touch with me to say, my husband's really struggling with this. I've sent you the story. I sent him the stories and, you know, you, you've really helped. And then it's questions from the guys to say, how long did it take? Did it really hurt that much? I've heard terrible stories. You only hear terrible stories because when you do the research, you only want to find the terrible stories. Yeah, That's absolutely. What I, yeah. I mean, my husband has had a vasectomy and we had, a you know, obviously long chats about that mm. process for him. And then when he went off to have it done, the guy that was doing it for him looked around in the in the waiting room and it, it Dozza said that he was the youngest guy in there by 25 years or 20 years or whatever. Yeah. And the guy was like, I'm not doing it on you today. Go, go away and have another think about it. And he was like, I've had a think about it. Say, we yeah. talked yeah. about it for three months solidly. That's all yeah. we've discussed. We don't want to have any more children. Please perform the procedure. Yeah. You know, there was actually, even at that level, when he was going in to have it done privately, mm. the guy was like, go and think about weird, it again. Isn't it? It's weird, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's kind of like, is. You wouldn't say that to don't, a woman, yeah, would don't, you? Don't How project- old was Dozna when he had it? 33. Yeah, so that so my husband's 31 now, and he would probably have one. Mm. Would he? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I mean, I, I've said... Is that, you talking, baby, is that you talking for him, by the way? No, yeah, he's having one. Yeah, no, he's booked in. He's done. He's, booked he's booked going next week. James, you really wish you'd listened to this, didn't you now? <laughs> Happy birthday! <laughs> no, I just think, we, you know, we, we chat about not having any more kids. Yeah. And then I've changed my uh, mind, but anyway. Yeah, but I changed my mind as well, yeah. right? So I, I love having children, that's the thing. But I don't have to actually do any of the hard work. I don't do any of the carrying... Or, or the feeding it's just i get the enjoyment of having a small baby which i can smell and hold but i really i do i the baby i mourn over it yeah i do i i, w- I would have had like six seven eight nine when i well, however many i love children and i'm i like spending time with them and i like being able to impart knowledge and you know be good at something in life which really matters which is being a good dad and i like that so yeah it's a shame i can't anymore but there you go. Don't make me well up. I'm oh, feeling that, emotional yeah, today. That was quite amazing. That was lovely. Any partners that are listening to this and feeling like they are not involved in mm. the parenting process for one for one reason or another because mm. the mother is exclusively breastfeeding or just the control? Yeah. I think some women find it quite hard to kind of let their partner get involved in that stage. Yeah. What would you say to them? Because I'm sure you've got a lot of advice. Yeah, so a lot of it is about supporting your partner rather than um, thinking that you can get involved and necessarily 
like take over with the feeding or you know especially if you're breastfeeding and you, you haven't introduced bottle yet or anything like that then you can't get as involved but you can help support by doing things around the house doing the washing helping um you know mentally to make sure that your your partner is feeling positive and supported uh, and by just doing that you're part of the process right being able to support your family and okay you might not have the immediate bond with the child on doing things immediately but you are helping and i think one of the other things that's really important is that um, especially for new mums is having some time on their own so mm-hmm. making sure when the timing is right and when they're comfortable that you are going out with your new son daughter and even if it's for half an hour just to go and walk to the shops not even buy anything like just go to the end of the road and walk back but you don't know how much time that is how much that's going to mean to the other person who's at home having a cup of tea and putting their feet in the bath so just doing that makes a huge amount of difference uh, i would encourage any dad to be braver as well i think there's this um stigma that especially if your dad is out on their own there's oh you're giving mum a break oh, i know daddy daycare is it yeah exactly no i'm just parenting my yeah, yeah, child yeah. my children actually thanks very much um especially when i've got all four with them uh, all four with me as well they're all like oh are they all yours no i've just been to the park and i've <laughs> rounded up all these other children of course they're bloody mine whatever <laughs> Yeah. Even even when you told me then that Clemmy Clemmy was away for a bit and think you have you've got them for ten days, I was about to say the mm. the, the, the automatic sort of response is to go, oh, you got them all on your own for ten days. It's yeah, like no, you yeah. don't, don't give me sympathy. Yeah, no, no, don't give me sympathy. No. It's just like that's what I do. That it's is fine. as it should be, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But there yeah. is a weird stigma attached to it in society. I still think today. Mm. Oh no, there absolutely, absolutely is. Yeah, I'm on my own with both kids a lot. My husband plays football, so mm. he goes away for two, three. Sometimes it's like four days at a time. Really, yeah. so I've had two away matches on a Tuesday and a Saturday. Mm. No one phones me to see if I'm all right, how no. I'm coping. No. If James is left on his own for half a day yeah. because I've gone out his mum will call him yeah but there's this pre- your mum will be there <laughs> do you know what my mum won't she's on my team but, now but, <laughs> but maybe maybe we we are our own worst enemy maybe we're um, giving longevity to that preconception that we yeah. aren't very good because we are like we're scared to go out be more confident like yeah. if, if just go out and try something if you mess it up so what it doesn't yeah. matter you can always go home it doesn't matter we're not going far away but you have to try, and that's the thing. And I think there's so many people that probably take the easier option of staying at home or just letting mum kind of get on with it and I'll, I'll do the, the fun bits. It has to be a balance. We have to build a society yeah. of fathers and partners who are confident enough to mm. be able to co-parent properly. And yeah. my real bugbear is when when women don't allow their partners or accept their partners to take the baby away and do things with them and take them out and take them swimming and let them have. Mm. You know, you you, you can't contr- you can't control everything no. just because you've given birth to the baby. It's like a joint responsibility, and it has to be that way. Yeah, and we we are never going to learn if we don't make mistakes along the way. Yes. Yeah. We're never going to get it right perfectly every time. Like when I take the kids swimming and then realise I've gotten someone's swimming stuff. Like So I then have to go into the shop and buy it. But it's a problem well, which I, I do can solve. I do that all yeah. the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's a problem that you can solve, right? Yeah. So it's just let us figure it out by giving us some responsibility. And I'm, this, you know, this makes us sound like, oh, we're downtrodden. We're not, uh, obviously. I'm not yeah. saying that we are. But... We also need to have confidence in our partner's ability, whether you're as a man or a woman, to be able to just 
get on with it. Yeah, and I would say to any any women that are listening that are kind of like, oh, I wish my partner would do a bit more, just book that girls' weekend and go, exactly. there you go, have a lovely weekend with the children, I'll see you on Sunday exactly. night. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Should I need we do to, that? Yeah, million percent, <laughs> yes, but Dawson loves <laughs> it. So <laughs> even last night, I feel like I, I messed up and, and fucked up with the sleeping bag issue with Kit. My husband was like, oh, we're not going to put Kit in a sleeping bag tonight. And I was like, no, I think he's ready just to have a duvet. And he woke up halfway through the night, freezing cold, screaming. And Dozzle was like, and I was like, you are right. I yeah. was wrong. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. you. Well done. Have you, have you got to the point where they're getting out of the sleeping bag? Yes. Yeah. That's why I didn't want to put him in it anymore. So, you know, you can turn it backwards, right? So, so, so the zip's at the back so that they can't get it. That's what that's what we uh, that's what we learned. The zips at the side on my one. Oh. Yeah, so you just you just goes oh. like that. We had, we had one that was at the front, yes. and then a, like a, a popper over the front. So we just turned it around, and then they couldn't so get out. Of it. So good! That what a good a hack! Really, really good. Is mm. that the best piece of advice you can give us? I mean, because <laughs> I think sounds, that's pretty good. Right, if you think that's <laughs> no, if you think I'm that's joking. good, <laughs> <laughs> you wait. No, that does lead us on though. What is the best piece of advice you've been given, or something you wish that you'd been told before you became? Um, uh, I think this is something that I've learned along the way. And if someone had, because we were the first one to have kids as well, there wasn't many people mm. to give us advice. But this is something that we've said to other people is do not compare yourself to anyone else uh, and the situation that they're in. Because half of what you see is fake. Uh, everyone's putting on a brave face. Competitive parenting is horrible. And you uh, and you, there, there's certain things that will work for your family that won't work for others. So mm. don't be dictated to by other people and try and compare yourself to others because it's a battle that you're setting yourself up to lose. Mm. That's, that is go. great do it your way I love that um, and at the end of every podcast we like to ask our guests their kind of five hero products mm-hmm. okay um, <laughs> I've been giving this some thought so these are obviously quite personal to me but uh, number one is uh, Curly Ellie which is like a shampoo and conditioner thing for people with curly hair uh, if you don't know uh, what my twins look like they have really tight ringlets and I constantly get asked oh what do you wash their hair with Curly Ellie Curly Ellie that's the one um, number two would be uh, micro scooters or, oh yes yes they're amazing yes uh, mainly because I've got so sick and tired of the oh, I'm not walking anymore and children just lying on the floor even now they're like my legs hurt when I'm scooting but at least they're still kind of got forward motion so that's okay <laughs> um, so that's the next one um, number three Google Home oh um, yes uh, some people have Alexa I guess or the same yeah, similar kind of thing Alexa. it's actually really made a difference to my life um like so we've all also looked it up hooked it up to uh, all the speakers and all the lights in the house and everything and everything's on a timer now so i basically don't have to so do geeky. anything and, yeah i know so geeky, I, I, like I, like it. Geeky, I love it it's uh, embracing technology obviously a little bit concerned that it's always constantly listening to me but yeah, whatever that's fine i had axel subscribe us to something on amazon the other day i was upstairs with Gigi, and a thing pinged up on my phone from american express like amazon something something <laughs> 399 i was like what is that and now I'm signed up to like Amazon Prime Video. And that's from Axel. And it's from him saying, Alexa, watch Paw Patrol. And then she says, you do not have the subscription. To do- oh, Shall I subscribe you? And he says, yes. <laughs> I think there's a similar news story recently, wasn't there, where the, the news reporter said, okay, Alexa, and then said a sentence. And then everyone was watching that news report who had an Alexa got ordered this stuff. No <laughs> way. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, Google Home, anyway, that, I think that's been a real uh, lifesaver. So I, it made me lazy, probably, and I'm expecting to put on a lot of weight from just not walking around as much anymore. Turning off lights. That's, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, Do you exactly. believe in being polite to Google? 
Yes, you probably, do, do, yes, do you teach must the kids keep to go to say, Google, please can I yeah, have... Yeah, it's not as bad as when my mum comes over and they're, they're like, um, excuse me, Google, um, please may you um, turn the lights off. Thank you. It's like, mum, you don't have to... It's not a real person, it's fine. There's yeah. not someone sitting in a studio Judging listening. You. Yeah, it's like one of those old connection boards where they're like putting all the TV, uh, all the uh, radio lines in to try and make things work for you. Um, so, yeah, but no, Google, Google Home's a great one. Um, next one is uh, my bike it can be any brand whatsoever whatever you want um, it gives me the freedom to actually go and do something that I want to do um, get away it's called yes literally riding in the opposite direction to my family yeah. <laughs> um, just getting an hour or an hour and a half on my bike or whether it be I've just taken up hockey again after 10 years uh, of not doing it but I've finally got to that stage where I have a bit more free time and so just doing something a sport cycling hockey whatever it might be for yourself just one hour a week two hours whatever find a time don't make an excuse yeah. if you're finding it, if you're making an excuse it's an excuse mm. you can always make time if you want to do something um and then number five is uh sonar speakers so i have i mentioned the google home but um having music around the house i love music i listen to music all the time and i think i'm trying to immerse my children in like deep house at the moment and yes, deep house yes yeah. deep house i love that <laughs> um and for anyone that uh, does know um my instagram then i do a lot of dancing on there as well to like house and techno for no particular reason um so i use that to so, project the music to around the yes are you still secretly one yeah I, I go to the occasional rave yeah do you <laughs> yeah we went to a festival um, with my friends this summer and we were by far the oldest people but it was fine we were 20 years older than everyone else but we had a great time <laughs> yeah i mean i'm still a massive dc10 fan there you with, go. Uh, raving old school uh, raving claim and i went there last year yeah <laughs> It's where I, yeah, I won't tell you that. I'll, no, I'll tell I you know what, what you were about to say. I'm going to say it when we're not recording. Listen, Simon, we can chat to you. <laughs> that was, uh, that's good. Simon, we can chat to you all day. Thank you so much for coming on. No, thank, thank you. you. What a treat. Simon Hooper, thank you. Thank you. More dads on the show. Yeah, we do need to get more dads. I love getting another perspective. So brilliant. It is. What a fantastic chat. I feel like we could have kept him in the studio all day. Quite yeah. a creepy way. Just in a, <laughs> just in a conversational. Locked him in. <laughs> <laughs> Tea and biscuits and Simon Hooper, please. <laughs> well, this is exciting because it's our first episode back and back in the new year. So I think today if we do our five favourite new year products. What yes. have we been using this year yes it's the first of jam okay um i'm gonna kick us off with um as you know because i've spoken about it before i have got huge problems with my pelvic floor still not getting any better in fact i think i've had a relapse since i've stopped doing my pelvic floor exercises um and I'm, i'm struggling in some of the classes to actually you know keep it all together so i've started using um a a, a brand called Secret Whispers which is basically a pelvic floor lifesaver so it looks like two balls on a a, like it looks like it's got like a little bit of rope coming out the end of it you just pop them inside you and then they just work on strengthening the muscles around the pelvic floor so do you have to do you have to do it yeah Yeah, you just literally pop them up inside you like like a couple of little tiny eggs but they're on like a piece of string so they don't get lost Um, I met the founder Julie at an event that I went to and she was like I would love to give you some of these and they are fantastic so if you are having issues secret whispers yeah because sometimes you need a product for some accountability because you can be like oh yeah I'll do them and then you just don't yeah so having a product is great she was like you don't need to have this problem with your pelvic floor she made me feel really amazing so thanks Julie (laughs) thanks for looking after me um so this is number two and this is uh quite often when we come out of this and we say 
I nearly wet myself. And this is a Blaze class, yes. <laughs> which we've both been loving. So we do Blaze at David Lloyd, and Zoe says it's similar to Barry's boot camp. Yeah. Um, I particularly love the boxing part of it. You basically have three different stations, which you do for three or four minutes at a time, and it's just really interesting. I'm loving it. It's in the dark. Oh, Great soundtrack as well. <laughs> yeah. Really fantastic hit workout. Um, if you're at that point where you're kind of needing a bit of a push. Yeah. And it's just, for the faint-hearted. No, it's not for no. the faint-hearted, but it is fun. And everything only lasts for a certain number of minutes. So yeah, you if you don't enjoy it. it, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Um, so this is an outerwear company, actually, from a Swedish brand. I think they're Swedish. This is going to be hard for me to say. I think it's Polan Opret. That sounds right. Yes. Yeah. We'll put it in the um, in the show notes. But basically, really fantastic um, kind of all-in-one wetsuits for the kids. So if you are, like us, just obsessed with going out and jumping in muddy puddles, the kids just don't get wet now. Um, I've also got a really great ski jacket for Luna for when we eventually decide to take the kids skiing yeah. next year. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just like, yeah, they, they, they just do really kind of cool outerwear. Lovely. I've seen, I've seen yeah. your kids in them. Yeah. I actually need to invest, definitely. Um, this is not a kid's thing. This is Glossier Boy yes. Brow. Um, I can't tint my eyebrows because I'm allergic. And I find it so hard to, to, to find the time to pencil them in every day. But this is literally like a mascara wand. And it's really thick. So it just clings to every hair. And it's literally just one stroke. You just put it on. And I think it's quite reasonable. It's like 15 quid or something. So not really, really expensive. Amazing. I'm absolutely loving it. Glossier Boy Brow. Amazing. And because I've been feeling a bit crappy since we got back from Kenya, I think I've got sad. I've just decided that I you did that that sad seasonal yeah seasonal affective disorder disorder? yeah I've decided that I need to have some acupuncture to try and sort myself out so I'm having acupuncture and acupoint massage I've got six sessions over the next six weeks I'm really excited about it bit of me time but also just trying to get my body flowing properly again so I feel like it's all bunged up fab yeah fab all right well that's it from us for this week what an absolute joy to be back it's so nice to be back isn't it lovely um we are going to be back next week with more amazing chats can't wait to uh, share who we've got on this series as well it's going to be great and as always we would love you to rate review and subscribe to the podcast start the new year with a five star rating please please (laughs) (laughs) um and also you can send us a little message yeah at made by mamas on instagram or on zoe's own channel at zoe hardman we can't wait to hear from you we'll see you next week When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. 
Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.